Hey, we are back in the football shed. My name's John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. Good day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. And has everyone got their special award-winning dinner booze for the night? Yes, it is the free bottle of wine that I was given two weeks ago that I put in the fridge for a week. Oh, good. So is it officially fridge wine. Why did you get a free bottle of wine? I had to, went to some event and instead of getting paid, they gave me a bottle of wine. What's it called? Um, it's called Wildcat. Wow. It's actually quite nice. I mean, it's free. I love free. It's from the Yarra Valley. Looks all right. Yeah. Um, what are you Fancy. on, Rich? Uh, I'm on the Young Henry's uh, Newtown Australian Pale Ale. Tonight, oh, John. I got a very special new wine for the awards. It's this um, <laughs> five dollar wine from Aldi. <laughs> you, may, you may have, have heard heard it before. It before but, uh, it's delicious. <laughs> Why change a winning formula, John? Yeah. But we are the Football Shed. Uh, we're a weekly football podcast recorded here in Melbourne by three English blokes. We record each week in Jeff's set shed, hence the name Football Shed. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. Um, and if you enjoy it, get, give us a review, tell your mates, um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you want to get in contact, you can shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on social media. Um, every week we start with a question, but this week we don't. Because, as I said, it is the third annual Shed Awards, which is very exciting. I can tell you're a bit excited because you're really struggling too. to get your words I out. I can't get my words out. <laughs> I've got a bit of a cold, so I'm just choking on everything. But for everyone who hasn't heard our awards show before, it's about finding out who is the three of us, of the three of us, who is the Shedder of the Year. So basically, we win points for our predictions that we put in at the start of the year, for N Feature, which Rog won, which is depressing. And for the Shed Awards, which we will vote on tonight. We're ready to start? Yeah. I, you're not going to give an announcement to last year's Shedder of the Year? Do I get to do like an out, outward speech? What's it called? A, a, no, I was Shedder of the Year last no, year. No, you weren't. I won it, didn't I? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you won the betting thing, but I won the Shedder no, of the I Year. No, I definitely won Shedder of the Year. I think I won. Anyway, fuck you guys. <laughs> well, well, we'll begin with our <laughs> we'll begin with our predictions. So at the start of the year, we bit, uh, predicted nine separate things. First up was champions. Who did you go for, Jeff? Manchester City. One point, Jeff. Tick. Rog, who did you go for? Same. And I went for Liverpool. So it's one nil. Bloody close, though, Joe. I feel like you got a moral victory there. Really. Really? Does a moral victory get you anything, Rich? No. 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 Liverpool have earned that. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to let him down gently, all right? So now for top four, Jeff went for... Liverpool, Everton and Spurs. So two, two points. Unsurprisingly, Everton didn't get in there. No, but you've got to keep the faith. I've discussed this. Where is the joy in life if you don't keep the faith? Not in a religious way, obviously, because, you know, you know what I feel about that. It's magic, isn't it? John, what about you? I went for City, Spurs and Arsenal. Now, I have a technical question. Because <laughs> City got in the top four. Yeah, that counts. So do I get a point for City? Yeah, they're in the top four, yeah. And then I get a point for Spurs, so two points. Yeah. Yeah, why Come would on. you have not got a point for City? Well, because they didn't win. So because it's the champions and then the red. No, they're in no, the top four. Top you four. All pay the, that. The, yeah, okay. the point is top four. Well, very giving early on in these shit awards. <laughs> we'll see if you win it by one point. Uh, I've got Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal. So two more for you. Yeah. So I think the important thing here that I feel very happy about is that we all had no Man United, and it, essentially all the all the proper pundits out there all put Man United in their top four, and we said no, no. United are crap. Even though they finished seventh, sorry, second last year. Yeah. Mm. We're smart. Apparently. You're still crap. 
Yeah. No, that's, that's a whole different podcast. Um, top scorer, I went for Harry Kane. I went for Harry Kane. And Rog went for... Oh, Lukaku. Maybe a minus there for me. So no one's wins there. Now, player of the year, I think I was quite close on this one. Didn't we have a four-person chance of... Uh, winning the um, top goal scorer in the end as well and we still messed it up yeah, three, so he could have gone three for Salah, tie. Mane or Aubameyang bugger yeah bugger um, for player of the year I went for Naby Keita oh John I still have a little bit of faith in that prediction in that I might pick him again next year because oh, <laughs> I think he's going to have a good year next year but no I don't think I get anything for that oh, I went for Leroy Sane <laughs> not quite no. he had a 10 week spell where he was great but yeah, yeah. I, I milked that at the time I remember yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kevin De Bruyne oh. which I feel robbed by injury there well, but you could have, I could have told you he was going to be injured. He just played a load of football. He was injured at the start of the season, wasn't he? Anyway. So no points for Nil point. Now, the relegated teams. Um, Jeff, who did you go for? Huddersfield, Cardiff and Newcastle. Two out of three. Two out of three. Not bad. Good work, Jeff. Rog? Uh, Palace, Huddersfield and Cardiff. So another two out of three. Now, I went <laughs> for Bournemouth, <laughs> Watford... And Cardiff, so just the one. But Bournemouth and Watford, like they've they've been lucky. You are basically Mystic Meg. Yes. <laughs> now this is where. So those were all the predictions that we have no say over. This is what just happened. These next predictions, we can all vote in the room for who we think actually got closest to what was the right answer. So for surprise player, who did you go for, Jeff? I went for James Madison. It's not a bad shout. This is a really tough one. I think this is a bit of a two-way tie. Roger, what did you go for? Uh, I went for Ruben Neves. And I went for Tom Kearney at Fulham, okay. who was brilliant. No. But no, I think uh, it's between, between Neves and Madison, you've got to say. Yeah, I think the only thing with Neves is... I'm I'm actually happy to vote for Madison on this one. I think that perhaps Neves is a better player, but maybe Neves wasn't as much of a surprise as Madison. Like Madison was a little bit more like he'd had a good season in the Championship at Norwich, at, at, at Norwich, but perhaps not like not as known as Neves, who essentially dominated in the Championship. And Neves was signed as a Champions League player in the Championship, so everyone went, yeah, he's brilliant, and he could have signed for anyone in the top six. So everyone knew when he came up. That he was going to be brilliant. Oh, so I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people had seen that much of him, though. But no, I, I don't just, think it was a But I think Madison was more of a surprise. So, so I, I'm happy to give that one to Jeff. Oh, oh, and, and I mean, yes. I. Uh, but I've really enjoyed both those players this year coming up from the Championship, and I think they've both been brilliant. And my only surprise is that Madison's not in the um, England, England squad. squad again. Although your point about Southgate wanting a group of younger players to play in the um, under, 21s. under 21s yeah I think uh, he'd rather him play under 21s and yeah. prove that he can do tournament, tournament football and, and the man makes a good point who am I to argue with um, Gareth our saviour <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, do you reckon Gareth Southgate and Vincent Company are friends they're both Jesus definitely they are <laughs> <laughs> two parts of the Holy Trinity, Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise team of the year. Who did you go for, Jeff? Oh, Crystal Palace. They were very unsurprising. Although, they, as I said last week, have their record ever points total this year. Yeah, okay. But... No. They, they just... <laughs> they did, but, like, they weren't... Did they Did they surprise you with how good... They didn't really... Su- like, Wilf Sahar was no, quite, quite I, good. I tell you, uh, that statistic is a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can win on that. 
I went for Leicester City, which, uh, yeah, I don't think it was that good. Re- like, I was surprised that they've got Brendan Rodgers as manager, but they kind of finished where I expected to. I thought they could have pushed top six, so... Yeah, their position is it's the opposite of a surprise. It is predictable. Yes. So, Rog, who do you go for? Burnley, and I went the opposite to be bad. Now, the difficult thing is here. I think this is a, we're all a bit off in the end because I think I was a shoe in for that early in the year. Um, let's not forget Burnley were on seven points at Christmas yeah. or something like that. They had an absolute shocking start, but then they got on a run and they've probably ended up about where we all thought they'd end up. But mm. I think they've had a shit season. Well, they finished seventh last year. True. And to scrape out of not getting relegated, I think... It, I don't like it, but I think you get the point there. I'm paying Rog on this, I think. Right. Yeah. So Rog wins. Now, <clears throat> flop of the year. I went for West Ham. And I've been banging that drum since the start of the season. <laughs> still hate Waterboy. Still think West Ham are a mess. And they're shit. But I don't think they've been flop. I don't think they've been flop no. of the year. Um, I went for Riyad Mahrez. Now, right. Riyad Mahrez cost £60 million. Pounds. Giving it some yeah. context here. Well, because you have to give it context. Yeah. You don't pick a player like that and, and think he's going to be bad because he's obviously very good at football. Mm. But the, the category is flop of the year. So do you think, apart from Fred, there has been a player who has cost so much money and been such a non-entity this year in the Premier League? Mahrez has been an entity, though. He scored important goals. He's in the scored- FA Cup. He scored like 12, 15 goals for Man City. In, in like the league, when they won 9-1 at bloody somewhere nowhere. No, and no, I think he's been an important player for them. They've played him in the Champions League um, quarterfinals. Like. I, I'm a bit, uh, and I thought he was really weak in that game. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's somewhere between the two of you. Like I don't think he's been, I think he's been a bit underwhelming, but I think it's a bit much to say a flop. Um, as much as anything, he scored that brilliant goal on the last day of the season. Oh, that <laughs> did it. <laughs> well, anyway, Rog, who'd you go for? Uh, I went for um, Mohamed Elanousi, uh, um, Southampton. Uh, <laughs> who... just, just put my hand up. I haven't heard him anything. No. <laughs> and, and now, I don't know whether that makes him a flop. Or could you say I was flop of the year because I wasn't in the Premier League? Nearly 20 million quid. Oh, oh, I didn't didn't know that. (laughs) And they signed him to be the the new Tadic. Well, Tadic did well this year. Um, And he has been absolute (laughs) crap. So I think, like, you know, it was good for Baal, but um, hasn't worked. And and uh, I must admit, I've seen him pop up on uh, quite a lot of... um, Flop of the year conversations. Okay, oh, so we'll give it to you. I'm paying it because I've never heard of the bloke. No, yeah. So now, last up is the wild card, which is where we can predict anything that will happen this season that just could be completely out there, and whoever gets closest wins. What did you go for, Jeff? I predicted that Allison would break his leg. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because he was the he, he was the difference, wasn't it? It was like because yeah. oh, you're a bitter man, and I was like, well, you know, they put all their eggs in one basket. And he's going to break his leg, and it's going to be really funny. Lo and behold, he didn't, no. and he was really good all year. So I don't think you win. No, I've got no, I've got nothing on this. Um, I went for the Southgate effect, which after the World Cup and everyone going, oh, Gareth Southgate's been really good, having a young manager's good, and not picking maybe a superstar manager or an old Sam Allardyce or David Moyes to come in to rescue. And I don't think any Premier League team has hired a Mark Hughes or David Moyes. The only one has been Ranieri, um, who went to Fulham, and that flopped massively. I don't know if Ranieri counts either, because Ranieri's a bit 
he's a bit unique. Yes. Like I don't know if he, where he fits. He probably I don't think he fits in with the um, Sam Allardyce mold. The Alan Pardews of this yeah. world. So I, I, I think um, I've got a big shout. For and this I think one. Graham Potter was uh, this just this week announced Brighton manager. So that's another one. Um, you know, some people could say they're taking a bit of a risk, yeah. and, and maybe they are. But I think that fits the same. Well, I think the tide's turning. Everyone's going. Why get a Sam Allardyce? Like Hewton could have been fired six weeks before the end of the season get Sam Allardyce in and then go oh I kept him up give him a job blah 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 mm. blah. and people have just gone that doesn't work stop doing it and so they you have pretty, almost predicted a movement against the status quo so I, I, I've got some uh, some time for that so I, I, I think I'll give it to you because I went with the Signet yeah. Award which was uh, Wiltshire and Sturridge to play less than I think it was they had to play less than 10 games each or something or 15 games yeah. which they did, did. <laughs> oh <laughs> Roger this well, is, but it's up to I, you to vote it's up to us and I think that's a pretty good shout but I don't think was it really a surprise so that's my um, and I predicted a whole change of movement I, in the I whole just, of, of I football. just think that I'll vote for Johns because the only thing was that were we really that optimistic that those guys were going to play football this year? Talked to a West Ham fan last summer and they thought Wiltshire was the saviour. <laughs> yeah. Now he can't get in the team. Played the first four games and then I think he's made about three substitute appearances since then. Wow. It's been a shocker. So does that mean I win that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll pay it, John. I'll go with you. So after the predictions, it means Jeff is on six points, I'm on four points and Roger's on seven points. Close, close. Oh, I don't like it. Now, for end feature, there's three points for being the best better over the whole year. And uh, Roger Gibbs wins that one. So Rog goes up to ten points. Really, I should be deducted points for losing everyone's real money. <laughs> real um, money I cost yeah. you. <laughs> there's no minus points award, but there should be. <laughs> just shame. So now, we move on to the actual Shed Awards. So just to explain how this works... There's seven awards that we decide upon. Each award we bring a nomination to the table with a compelling reason for why our choice should win the award. Then we vote for the best answer without being able to vote for our own answers. So you have to vote for someone else's answer, but your reason has to be compelling enough. We're good to go. I'm ready. Buzzers at the ready. So the first award is the Burnley Award which is which team or player did well this season as going to be a flop next year? Jeff, you want to go first? I've gone for a team-player combo. Ooh. I have gone for Liverpool and Van Dijk. Oh. <laughs> of course, course you have. Yeah. I just think that Klopp's taken them as far as he can. Is this because Vincent should... Company's retired? No, Otherwise, uh, it like, I, I just feel like... You know, he's got to the end of his imagination as a manager. I think Liverpool have gone as far as they can. They need a bit of a rebuild. And I think... (laughs) (laughs) I think Van Van Dijk is um, getting complacent in his age. He's ageing a bit, so they probably need to replace him with a younger centre-back. You are so far down Bollock Street. I feel like... That is what's going to happen next year. What would you class as a flop for Liverpool next year? Because if you Ah. say just not making the Champions League final... No, no, I think they're going to be bottom half. (laughs) (laughs) You should have just said below Evan. You don't don't think they'll be bottom half? No. I think, well, just you wait, John. Um, Rog, what have you gone for for the Burnley Award? Uh, Well, there was um, 
I thought a player immediately sprung to mind, but then I thought, no, I just can't have it, which was Shane Long. Uh, <laughs> purely because he's been on fire uh, yep. the last few weeks, but let's not forget how crap he is. But I, I didn't think there was enough justification there. So I'm actually going to go back on an argument I just made a little bit and go for Crystal Palace. Oh, wow. Um, now, I know Jeff tried to have them as a surprise team of the year this year. Um, they did get a record points haul. Um, but... So maybe they had an okay season, a good season, but I, th- Crystal Palace are always on the verge of being a bit crap. Yeah. Like, and if they lose Wambasaka and Zaha, so that's my theory. And I just feel like you know they are one one of those players away from being in trouble. Now they had a really really good away record this year. So only Man City, um, Spurs, and Liverpool had a better away record than Crystal Palace this year, but only Huddersfield had a worse home record. Yeah, okay. That's now, bad. I don't think a waveform like that is sustainable. So or I think they're... Do they improve their home form and finish in the top six? Well, no, so I think that's what they'll... They'll go into the season with that optimism going like, well, we just need to get it get it right against the you know the poorer teams. I mean, some of it is they play better on the counter-attack, mm. right? But I think they'll go in with that sense of optimism. They won't get those points away and then it won't work at home and they'll be right in the mess. But, the, you know, they didn't win a single game that Zaha didn't play in. Yeah. So yeah. This, they were this a one-man year. team. So, and Zaha has put in a transfer request, hasn't he? he he's Not expressed yet. his interest of leaving the club. They're, they're saying 100 move. mil, though, which is... Yeah, but these days, you bloody can't buy a sandwich for less than a million quid. <laughs> yeah, so, you, I, when they're going to lose the only player that makes them win football matches, so we can talk about the nuances of, of their style and the counter-attacking and whatever, but in honesty, it's just not going to happen without him. And they've got a 72-year-old manager who's not going to come up with new ideas. He's not dynamic, is no, he? He's he not gonna, no, he's not going to bring <coughs> something new to the table next year. So His jowls might might grow slightly <laughs> to, to like Dumbo's ears. He could fly off the roofs of buildings and rescue buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> Big jowl face. Um, what have you got, John? My nomination... Is Vincent Company? Oh, oh! Is um, to get? Hold what on. Do you mean to get what? So, okay, <laughs> you're gonna have to explain. Yeah. yeah. So, did well this year, obviously. Did he? What, he scored goal of the season. Oh, no, he well, didn't. I don't that know. Was he, he, no, he, it was given to him by BBC. He scored a great goal and had a good last three games. But does that make a good season? No, nah, he didn't. He had a last good seven games. That no, was but right. let me finish my argument. Okay. So. He's done well in the last couple of months. And everyone's praising Vincent Company and going, oh, what a hero he is and stuff. You've just been listening to Jeff. Yeah, listen to Jeff a bit too much. <laughs> and he's now taken the job at Anderlecht as player manager. So he's gone to Anderlecht as player manager. Everyone in Belgium's going, oh, this is the greatest decision ever. Oh, he's going to come in. He's going to bring pep football to Anderlecht. They've just not qualified for the first time for Europe for 56 years. The club's run by this weird businessman. It's in a mess. He's the next Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry went to Monaco as the saviour. Company's going to go there and actually go, oh, this management lark's really hard. I've not got any experience of being a manager. I've got a play as well. And it's all going to go wrong. He'll be out of a job by Christmas. That is my prediction. Interesting. You, you Have you heard that he's trying to bring the youth team coach with him from Manchester City? No. But that puts it in a slightly different light because that mm. bloke's obviously pretty good at coaching youth teams. Yeah, but they haven't got many good players. Like they've 
decimated their youth team set up. Like the Anderlecht, there's been riots on the pitches. There's people protesting at the owners, asking for him to leave. Like the clubs, they don't have Abu Dhabi money. He's just going from this world where he had Abu Dhabi supporting everything they do until going to a club where they don't have the money, they don't have the structure and everyone thinks he's going to be brilliant at it because he's a nice guy. He's Interesting. not going to be good at it. And, and he's the, you know, it was his first football club. Yeah. So that, that those stories often don't work out. Henri went back to Monaco. Oh, I started in Monaco. It's going to be great. <clears throat> Turns out it was crap. I'm, I'm pretty on board with highlighting the failures of Vincent Company. Like, like that, you you are pulling heartstrings for me <laughs> in a day where you're gagging for votes. So does that mean you're a... What, what was yours again? What's Crystal Palace being Crystal shit? Palace, yeah. Well, the thing is, you're both right. So who's who's more right? Uh, probably John. I would go that I'm more right than Roger. Yeah, but you've got to vote for someone else. Yeah, well, you're definitely not right, Jeff. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm going for yours over Jeff. So that, so that means I win? That means you win. So oh. the winner of the Burnley Award this year is Vincent Company, as nominated by me. One more point One to, to look out for next year. So next up is the Cristiano Ronaldo Award. So this is the player you hated most in the league. It's a strong word, isn't it? Well, because yeah, but Ronaldo's Ronaldo. a cunt, isn't he? Yeah, it? I know, but that's what. But I, I would so happily say it about Ronaldo. But I can't actually think of many other footballers in the world that I would put in that special Ronaldo s bracket. Yeah, I, str- I struggled with this one. Yeah. However, so I had to put myself in a mind mindset, right? So I had to sit there, shut my eyes. And think about rage. <laughs> and think about the last time a footballer made me feel that rage. Yeah. And I didn't actually have to track back too many weeks before that emotion started bubbling. Yeah. And it bubbled with the words Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember yeah. back to that Arsenal game where I've not seen a single worse performance in my life than Mustafi. And if I'm gonna, yeah. it it was horrible. And the, the way we've spoken about Arsenal being half a team, you know, they're they're, they're forward six players. Yeah. They've got they've got incredibly gifted front line, but they don't have anyone in the back. They're being led by a by a spade leading a spade like it is horrible to watch and he is the figurehead of that and he's a 30 million pound player he's a he's a world cup winner yeah so it, no one's made me feel like that for a long time and he's got to be my pick okay i've gone for a kind of similar thing not like a i hate this person but i just don't understand why they bother existing <laughs> <laughs> so, and i've gone for matteo kovacic at chelsea now, Kovacic plays for Chelsea in centre midfield, does nothing. He's on loan from Real Madrid, did nothing at Real Madrid. Well, I did a bit more at Madrid than he's done at Chelsea. He played 80 games, scored four goals and didn't do much. If you watch him, he passes it three yards to the left, three yards to the right. That's it. He doesn't do anything. He's played 60 games for Croatia, scored one goal. He's a midfielder, a creative midfielder. He doesn't do anything. Played for him at Milan before the Real Madrid didn't do anything for them I don't understand how a person who actually is crap at football can be paying getting paid 150 grand a week doesn't do anything he doesn't make any player better in the World Cup when Croatia got semi-finals do you ever remember talking about Kovacic no he played there he was there every game he just is non-existent maybe he just keeps things ticking over John but there's no. a thing that, like he gets in the way of two players that are better than him at those positions so he sits in Kante's position which means yeah. Kante can't playing 
really really short balls like Jorginho yes. <laughs> when Jose Jorginho can't like he literally gets in the way of Chelsea's midfield and you want midfield. someone if you're going to play him with Jorginho you want someone that's going to like go forward like get on their bike and you know create yeah. chances or get goals yeah. like it, yeah, I, and they have an option of it to buy him for forty-eight million pounds. Oh, come on, like he's awful. It doesn't do anything. And I've watched him live in the flesh, and watched him go. Doesn't do anything. He just strolls around, and so yeah, I, I love that. Get rid of him. I've gone a little bit controversial with mm. mine. Um, similar thing. I, I struggled a bit with this one. I, maybe I needed to get myself more in the hate zone. Um, but I special mention to John Terry. I'm just really, <laughs> really, really not looking forward to seeing his face on the touchline in the Premier League next year. They're not going to get promoted. Come on, Derby. Hopefully uh, something happens there. Um, and I could have gone, you know, old predictable Rodge and gone for Pedro. Um, <laughs> put, in a, put in a couple of appalling dives this year. But um, I didn't. I went, again, for someone, not necessarily because I hate them, but I just I don't understand them. And... Uh, I think they could do better. They could yeah. be a better person. Uh, and it's Paul Pogba. Ooh. Now, Paul Pogba, World Cup winner. Yeah. Uh, so is Mustafi. You know, yeah. he have huge transfer Kovacic, fee. World Cup finalist. There's a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> but I... You transfer fee, just like Mustafi. Yeah. Everything comes very easily to Pogba. Like, he's got all the ability in the world. I think he's one of the most naturally gifted footballers in the world. And there are very few players in midfield that you say can do everything, and he can do everything. Sometimes you see him play a pass, and you're like, oh, you know, you just smack your lips. You're like, that is brilliant. And there's very few players that can do that. Um, And and he he makes it look so easy. You know, he, he won the World Cup. But I think there's a big thing here, which is that we didn't really notice it at the World Cup because I think France have... Um, they're a well-established team. They have a number of leaders, um, and so perhaps Pogba can be the like the you know the, 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 the shiny cake. stuff on top. Yeah, yeah. Whereas at United, when you're in a bit of a mess and you have a real lack of leaders, you need someone like Pogba to step up. And now I think that if you've got the best player in your team and he works his ass off then you're like, well, if Pogba's doing it, I should be bloody working hard yeah. too because he, he's so good at football and he's doing that. And I think that sets the like the tempo and the tone for your whole team. And I think some of the problems that have been so endemic at United this year are driven by Pogba. And, you know, we, Jeff, you're a brilliant stat about his walking and lack of running combined. But <laughs> I think, you know, that just that sets the tone. And, and I, it just frustrates me because he can do anything. And if you look on the other side of Manchester... Uh, um, Sterling and Bernardo Silva. Now, I think that those two players, you know, they were obviously right up there in the conversation for Player of the Year and have been brilliant. They work so hard defensively yeah. and they, they never stop, the never stop yeah. running. But they're both like they've had great seasons. You know, Bernardo Silva is essentially a creative player, but he's just been willing to do the, the you know the dirty stuff as well. And you need a bit of arrogance as a you know. To be that good. To be that good. Mm. But with Pogba, I just wonder, is there has he had too much success too early? Does it come too easily? Um, and, I, and I think you're in a bit of a mess with him because I'll be, I'll be really interested to see him play for someone like Pep. And can he put Get, him in a system and, and, and yeah. Get, yeah, get a tune? Because yeah. I just think at the moment, 
uh, and all the stuff with the you know I'm old and I the social media stuff I didn't like as a, as a, <laughs> as a side point just you know play football but I it just so maybe it's disappointment I feel like a disappointed parent I'm not angry I'm just a, disappointed yes maybe that's maybe that's worse <laughs> But I just and I was excited to see him coming back to the Premier League. I was on, you know, I was on board with that, um, with the with the story there. And, uh, and it is frustrating because for six weeks this season he was the best player in the league. Yeah, like he was amazing. And then just went, oh, I'm kind of worn out, can't bothered anymore. I won't do it. And so it's frustrating to watch someone who has all the talent in the world and then doesn't care. But I think his problem is that Man United was so sold on him. He thinks he's Man United. He thinks he can do what he wants. And now we're in a problem where he basically is king of the castle and he can do whatever he wants and you're not going to get a tune out of him. Um, but I think that's disappointment more than hatred. So I'm going to vote for Jeff's Mustafi. Yeah, I'm the same as John. Sorry, Roger. I don't hate him. I, I think he is basically a clown in a clown car eating a banana. But I don't hate him. I find clowns funny. I'm going to go for Kovacic. Kovacic, yes. Oh, I don't really like Kovacic or Mustafi. Deciding <laughs> vote, Rog. Well, Kovacic just reminds you, <laughs> he does nothing and gets paid a lot of money for it and everyone thinks he's great, but in fact, he's useless. Yeah, okay. But Mustafi literally does the... He, he is negative. He's a negative influence. He doesn't do nothing. He makes things worse. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think that... Uh, and I have watched a few La Liga games and seen Kovacic do okay like coming off the bench uh, and so I think I'm going to have to go with Mustafi purely because I don't think I've ever seen him have a good game of football <laughs> like it wasn't that I like that you saw the one game felt rage because it was so shit but he's he's like an accident waiting to happen so I'll um, yeah I'll pay Mustafi on that one so the winner of the Cristiano Ronaldo award this year is Mustafi but I'm proud of us there. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't too much hate. Like, it could, no, have, eas- could have easily got, a lot of love got in the very room. negative. Maybe we should do the player we love the most next year. No, no. no. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> next up is the Alexis Sanchez Award. So this is the player or manager or team who has arrived in the Premier League this season and has been super underwhelming. So Sanchez obviously arrived halfway through last season so he can't win it but anyone that's arrived at the start of the season you're like oh I'm excited to see them or their team or this manager perform and then just gone so it has to be from outside the league yes yeah, so come out from outside the Premier League into the Premier League this year could have come from the Championship could have come from I, this one to me was the most this is the easiest of all of them and I'd be surprised if, if none of you got the same answer to this well I've got a list because I thought we might all have the same <laughs> it's got to be Fred Oh, okay. Surely it's got to be Fred. Fred cost fifty-two million pounds, was it? It is the um, fourth most expensive signing yeah. man that I've ever made. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the fourth most expensive man I've ever made. Yeah. Tell me what he does. Is is him and Matteo Kovacic? <laughs> <laughs> A mate, but, and it, then but Fred falls open. It is so <laughs> underwhelming, and he signed early as well. So he he signed right when the transfer window opened. Let's say he was yeah. exciting. He had a whole preseason. I was looking forward to him. In fact, it was almost like it awakened this. Oh my god, United are signing those players again. He's just been so so terrible. Also, he was one of the players that Pep was looking at. So Pep was looking at Jorginho and Fred as kind of possible Fernandinho backup players. 
And Jorginho was his preference, and Jorginho went, no, I want to play for Sarri. So Fred was second best, and we just went, oh, we'll pay you millions and millions, like we did with Sanchez. Yeah. So he came to us. Wow. So I'd be interested to see how both those players do under Pep. But mm. um, yeah, he's been underwhelming. Yeah, I'm, that's me. Uh, that's solid, Jeff. Solid. <laughs> um, look, I can't argue with with Jeff. So I'm almost. But I and I would try and make a case. I've got a list here, but I um, I'm actually going to give it to Jeff. But I just want to <laughs> go back to no, no, wait. Well, I I um, I got a bit confused with this one, and I it wasn't an arrival. It was a, a loan signing. But okay. I just. Um, I really enjoyed I spent a bit of time going through this last night and I enjoyed it because you go back to some of the early parts of the season that you you know you don't think about it yeah. um, unless you do something like this that makes you go back to the beginning of the year but I remember watching a game between uh, Newcastle and Cardiff yeah. now last season Newcastle signed Kennedy on loan from Chelsea and he did really well and he, he's he was quite widely credited with keeping Newcastle up because I think yeah it came out with like 10 or 15 games left scored a few goals won them a few matches they stayed up went back there on loan this year watch that game against Cardiff it is probably the single worst football performance I've ever seen <laughs> it would rival Mustafi he um, should have got sent off for a horrible kick on someone he was like having strops he was taking everybody on and losing the ball every time I think we watched it together and he missed the penalty at the end the best thing was it was one of those penalties where he won it yeah. and no one else was getting the penalty even the <laughs> oh, regular penalty yeah. taker and they draw had a really, yeah had a really really big strop about it and then it was probably one of the worst penalties yeah. you can imagine and I was just like wow can you and I I went back and looked at it and there's like you know all these message forums and stuff and people just said just like and say that, that has to be <laughs> the, the single the, worst, the single worst performance ever. and he hasn't been seen for Newcastle no. again all season no. so, didn't, didn't he also give away a penalty in that game he quite so possibly he, he did he gave yeah. away a penalty and then won a penalty and missed it That's yes. right. yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, I mean I he's obviously not from outside the Premier League I've some uh, I, I'll run through Go on, uh, a couple. So, uh, Lichtensteiner, yep. signed from Juventus for Arsenal, big signing, you know, he was supposed to stand in for Bellerin while he's injured. <laughs> Have we even seen him? <laughs> Seri at Fulham, I was excited about him, crap. Alizira, um, uh, oh God, I can't. Oh, the Brighton guy? Yeah, J- yeah. Jalabaku. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, 17 million. 17 million. What's happened to him? Jack Wiltshire, so underwhelming. Joe Hart, all, yeah. who knew all Burnley's problems this year? <laughs> signing Joe Hart, but uh, yeah, Fred. I think Fred's up there. Okay, so is, is Kennedy your nomination? Well, I got it wrong. No, I, I'm. Go. Let's get, give it yours because maybe you'll be able to convince me. Okay. Well, I, 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 one I was thinking of is Dennis Suarez, who signed on loan from Barcelona oh, yeah, to yeah. Arsenal, and they signed. Is in, he there? Is he at Arsenal? Well, exactly. <laughs> He signed for half a season in January, and the idea was he's like Ramsey. Ramsey's leaving. He'll come in and kind of play for six months, and they have an option to buy him for forty million. Camel's a sub twice, never seen again. Went wow. back like he's crap. They've got a track record for that. Do you remember when they signed that Swedish guy? Oh, uh, Kim Kalshen, and he already had a broken leg. Had a broken leg when they signed him. <laughs> <laughs> but the, no, the one I'm going to go for is Adama Traore. 
at Wolves. Oh. Now, so the reason I'm going to The world's go, fastest man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason, because your reaction is why, why I'm going for a Dharma Because everyone goes, oh, he's really quick. He's got all the attributes. Oh, he's got, he could be really, really good. But he rubbish. He just gets the ball, kicks and runs. And then everyone goes, oh, he's just got one skill. He just kicks and runs. Just drop off and he can't run past It's, it's just like you're holding the run button down on FIFA. Yeah. And, and, that's, and you just can't let go of it. And everyone keeps... He's like, he used to play for Barcelona, came through the Barcelona youth system and everyone said, oh, he could be really good. He could be really good. He was Wolves' record signing, £18 million. Pounds. They're like, oh, he's the guy that will drive us up the Premier League. They've done really well. He is nowhere to be seen. He doesn't oh, get a game. We, we, no, he's, but he's been quite a successful impact sub. I have been quite excited Particularly in the really first thought. half of the year. Since Christmas, he has not played at all because they've just gone, we can't rely on this guy. So I would just say he's been underwhelming. But I just he's not even in the same stadium as Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred wins. Fred wins. So Fred yeah. wins the Alexis Sanchez award. Sorry, Fred. So that is a Jeff win again. I'm not. <laughs> Just to give you an update on scores, that means Jeff's on eight points, I'm on five, and Roger's on ten. Getting close, getting close. The next award is the Nations League Award. So this is something that happened and you liked, but you didn't expect it. So we, the Nations League happened, and we all were like, no webs, and then went, oh, this is brilliant. And so it was unexpected. It doesn't have to be a player or a team, it could be something random, it could be some bizarre scenario okay so and this is a weird one because I gave this one a good solid chunk of thought too yeah I actually didn't expect to have any interest at all but was loving it of the resurgence of Southampton oh wow under the alpine clop yeah so obviously you know you, you know me well enough by now to know that I really take pleasure in other people's <laughs> Pain, right? <laughs> and and I, and I took a lot of pleasure in watching watching Mark Hughes be so publicly exposed as a terrible boss. Yeah. And the the fact that you know, remember and a, bit of a, knob. a few of those interviews towards the end of his Southampton career when he's just like, oh, you know, I think I've tried everything, but I've got another one next week. <laughs> I've got one more thing up my sleeve. Like he's just he's a complete clown. And when he got the sack, part of me was sad that I wouldn't watch, watch the, <laughs> the decimation of his reputation for any longer. However, when the Rabbit Hutch came in, the fact that his name was the Rabbit Hutch, yeah, like, that's it cool. pricked my interest. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll latch yeah. on to you, you big fella. Yeah. And then I saw an interview with him, and he, the way he was talking about his players was nothing but discipline. I'm like, okay, well, in a footballing environment, considering where they've come from, this is exactly what they need. And the stats... Um, Pre Ralph Hasselhuden uh, versus Post, you know, they won one game in 15 before, <laughs> and, and, then they, so and then they won eight after he was there. Wow, they secured Premier League safety and started looking incredibly good towards the end of the season. So, surprisingly, I was engaged from when they were crap, and their resurgence is something that caught my imagination. So, I didn't expect to like it, would like the award, but I loved it. Do you think they're going to do well next year? Yeah, I actually do. I genuinely yeah. think that they will be knocking on 10th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? But that is well. But yeah. yeah. I think they're going to be comfortably mid-table. Yeah. I think they'll get a couple of big wins. I think he's got a good style of football. I do think that he'll be there a year and then they'll do well and someone else will come along and go, oh, well, have you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that... Um, you know, considering it was such turmoil and surviving last year was the point, and then surviving so admirably, I think next year a tenth place finish is progress. Progress enough for him to latch onto and then to continue the rebuild. 
I, I think that Southampton have made so many mistakes from Pochettino, Koeman, from you know selling all of their youth prospects, that thinking that they can get over it. Well, the mistake is to think that you can continue to do that and you will be fine. Yeah. And, I, and I think that well, they, I think they they trust. I don't know if it's, I they trusted in their structure as a as a club. I think their only mistake was perhaps overestimating their yeah their their structure and their their system that they had in place. They had full faith in it. But we talk about it. We talk mm. about you know the clubs that are well run have that, and you can take out you know you even talked yeah, about our, our, our yeah. managers needed earlier this year. But I and so I think that was their only mistake. But I think there was a long spell then where they you felt like they were making the most of the limited resources that they had. They were managing to pick up young managers with potential, and they managed to like you know lost mm. one hopped onto the next one and and that's difficult to do and now they've kind of I almost think they've done it again the only bit where they really made the mistake was um, Mark, Mark Hughes, Hughes. Yeah. yeah but then also if you look at the players they've sold a lot of them are going to play in the Champions League final next week like mm. they've got they've, and, and they're probably not good enough they're not good enough to do that yeah they've lost Van Dijk's Marnes, Lalanas. Wanyama at Spurs Alderweireld like that Daniel team Klein. Oxley Chamberlain uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like you look at it and you suddenly go, "Oh, if they had all those guys, Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale, and but I and um, Theon Walcott." I've always, uh, <laughs> I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Southampton. I think it's because uh, it's probably Latis. Yeah, uh, yeah, loved him. But um, Rog, what was your nomination for the Nations League Award? Well, I tried to talk myself into. VAR. Are you going to give a list of twelve? No, 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 no. I tried to talk myself into VAR. Yeah, but. I'd be lying to myself, but it did bring one of my favourite moments of the season, which was the Charlie Austin rant. Yes, <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, you know my feelings on VAR, yeah. so I can't I'd, I'd get be used li- to it. Next year, VAR yeah, all over the place. I'd be lying. So I, a bit of an unusual one. I went with Fat Jerry, oh, and yeah. a particular oh, okay, moment. Yeah. Um, it, it was the moment. As much leg. as yeah, as much as Fat Jerry himself, but uh, it was the Watford's brilliant comeback in against Wolves, and I thought that that was one of the best games of the entire season, yeah. and it made me like love the FA Cup again. Yeah. And you know, when we every time I think I'm gonna. Um, yeah, maybe Jeff's right and we don't need the FA Cup anymore. Whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Why don't I you, say that? Don't you knock the FA Cup for maybe? No, only on Sunday. Only um, when Everton get knocked out. Um, <laughs> but I'm not consistent with a view. But <laughs> I just thought, like, uh, I've never been a massive Fat Jerry fan. He's been another one of these players. I thought you've clearly got lots of ability, mm. but you are so lazy. Um, you know, you move around a bit for the money and don't really have much time for you. Yeah. But then in that game just he may be all those things but when he came off the bench and changed that game and I just think the I think the come the comeback Wolves played really well and then for Watford to come back was brilliant he scored two you know came off the bench two goals probably the best performance of the bench this year but that moment when he just like wanged his wobbly leg at it, it was like just one of my favorite goals of the year does it mean though he actually by doing that ruined the FA Cup final because if Wolves have got to the FA Cup final, it would have been a spectacle. Instead, it was an embarrassing 6-0 win for Man City that was just... Guardiola was almost embarrassed by the end. Would City have done that to anyone? No, I think Wolves would have been a lot closer. So maybe it's Fat Jerry's fault that the FA Cup is now dead after saving it. 
Oh, Rog. So I think he's got you. Um, my nation's league award does go to VAR. <laughs> <laughs> because my nomination's VAR because I was very pre-World Cup I was very very anti-VAR World Cup won me over a little bit and then the Spurs Man City European Cup game Champions League game the last five minutes of that game when it's a goal then it's not a goal was the most dramatic ridiculous thing I've ever seen and for the last 100 years if that had happened Man City would have gone through but because of VAR they didn't and Spurs went through and I loved it and it was, and it was so the right decision. dramatic I suppose yeah. that's probably the most important thing to say there is yeah. that I still don't necessarily think VAR means you get the right decision all the time mm. in fact go to the A-League final the other night it was a terrible yeah. VAR decision but that moment I agree like you and you still had all the emotions but the thing that made me More happy different was different emotions that I've not experienced but it, before but it was whole, the right decision and I, I, I get angry about it and I it, in my heart of hearts I would still rather there was no VAR and you just have that moment of pure pure joy but the right it's decision added, it's was added I, like, yeah. I've not sat there like looking at rocking back and forth on a video monitor and going is it isn't it isn't it I was asking my wife is it yeah. what do you think do you think it hit his hand do you think I think it hit his hand brilliant stuff and it was just because of that moment and because in history generally the favourites get the decisions to go their way the home teams the big teams the teams so in that scenario which obviously it's way too close for the linesman to call so he would just let that goal go but with the addition of VAR we can go oh no that's not quite what should have happened and the other team should win and because of that I love that and I think that's going to be a good thing for football in the future and I didn't expect to have such an emotional roller coaster through a VAR scenario. I thought it was going to kill the emotion, but it actually just added a bit more that time. So that's why I think it should win the Nations League award. I'm very John. I'm on yeah. board. I'm absolutely. And don't get me wrong, I love Fat Jerry. I like his bendy little legs. I, <laughs> I love that he does things that that really confuse me. But I've got to go VAR. It's the future. I I would vote Fat Jerry. So it's uh, between Rod. Oh, you got to, you got to choose. What was yours again? I forgot about yours. South, South, the resurgence of Southampton. Oh. Um, I do like Southampton, but I had VAR as a as a side point. So even if I just go for it because of um, Charlie Austin's special rant, if any if anyone hasn't seen that yet this season, please go and look up Charlie Austin. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. So that means the Nations League award this year goes to VAR, and I win a point. And I feel like that's appropriate with it coming next. Oh God. Every shed next year is going to be me winching up the <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> Top of the running order, banned from conversation. Yeah. Um, so the next award is the Wijnaldum Sissoko Award. So basically this is which relegated person will be next to reach a European final, player or manager. So Wijnaldum and Sissoko were relegated with Newcastle in 2016 and they're going to both be in the Champions League final this week coming for Liverpool and Spurs so of anyone that was relegated who's going to next get to European final I think there's final? only two candidates here so we might be in trouble well what's you go first then Roger what's your candidate um, I'll go with Ryan Babble ooh Who, how is he going to get to the European final well he's a bit of a journeyman and I could just he's had a good end to the year and I could see him going to somewhere else in Europe and he'll end up in the Europa League final. 
nothing yeah. dramatic and then we'll forget about him for a while and he'll be doing doing well in Europe somewhere and then he'll pop up and we'll be like hold on that's, wait, how did Ryan Babble get in the uh, Europa League final yeah no, that's fair and, and I'm guessing that I had it was a choice of two there so someone else might uh, pick the other one Jeff who did you go for I went for Ryan Babble Oh, he's going for Babel as well. Um, we can't do that. Can absolutely. We? Well, I've, I've got no plan B. I don't come with lists, Rog. I just give awards out to those deserving of them. Well, I've got. Do you want me to go? You have Babel and I'll go to plan B. Well, who's your plan B? Ryan Tessignon, purely because I think Spurs will sign him and they've got a decent chance However, of getting to European final. Simply because you chose Babel over Tessignon means that you're convinced he was a better option for you to win the award, <laughs> which means I'm left with the winner. Um, do you have a Ryan Babel, John? Well, I've, I've got four options. Two, two of which were Ryan Babel <laughs> and Zessignon. Two others. Mitrovic. Because I can see Mitrovic getting signed by Wolves as backup to Jimenez. And then Wolves win the Europa League next year and Mitrovic could play in the final. Nah, he's too crap. My other one for winning a European final was Neil Warnock. Because he's going to win Brexit. Because we're going <laughs> to... So finally, the UK will lead Brexit, and he'll be all happy about that stupid idea. Yeah, good. So, uh, do you know, Brian Babble was a joke when he came back to Fulham. Remember, we sat here just like we could barely, you know, compose ourselves about yeah. the fact that Fulham just finally signed this bloke, and now he like he's top quality. Do you know? I my reasoning for Brian Babble was that actually he plays for Holland, and they play in the UEFA Nations League next month. And he could get to the final of that. So he could do this in the next three weeks and get to a European final. Oh, I didn't realise that that counted. Nor did I, but I'm just... I'm going to vote for Neil Warlock. Well, I think that's the right one to go Do for. me and Jeff get half a point each for Babel? How's this going to work? No. Well, Jeff you, gets Babel. You can vote for Babel or Sessignon or Neil Warnock. Well, but which is mine and which is Jeff's? Sessignon. Yours is Sessignon. Yours is Sessignon. But I can't vote for that. No. Then. So, Neil Warnock or Babel? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll go for Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst award win of the night. So the next, Wijnaldum Sissoko award goes to Neil Warnock. Two, two awards left. <laughs> so the final two awards. Um, the first up is the Michael Bridges Award. So this is the player most likely to end up in the A League. Oh, I like this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Oh, everyone's pretty happy about that. Yeah, I thought one. there was only one candidate. So I'm worried we might have all uh, said we'll the go, same. No, you go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got your one candidate. All right. I've got seven. So <laughs> I have, well, I, I've You've got, got to choose one. I've got it? some others, but then I thought about it. I was like, oh, this is the man. Okay. So this is the man. He's 38. Mm-hmm. Might even be 39. Uh, he is the human bean pole. The daddy long legs himself. <laughs> Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Oh. He would love it here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... Uh, Crouch would do well in the A-League. He doesn't need to run. And you could just ping balls to him. He's really tall. <laughs> yes. And he'd love the lifestyle. The thing is, I, I, okay, to give the A-League its credit, I don't think Crouch is quick enough. Ooh. They oh, are, come they are. on. The no, A-League no, 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 is no, no, no. The football is not quick. The football players are quick here. Yeah. So, so don't give me, they take three touches when one will do. That, that's just industry standard. Dwight York, but, Del Piero. Yeah, I mean, Del Piero is a bit different to Peter Crouch, isn't he? Honda, Honda can't run. <laughs> yeah, no, He's I, quicker than a Skoda. Peter Crouch would, would uh, go all right, I reckon. Okay, Jeff, who did you go for? So, he has 80 caps for his country. Ooh. He is country captain. 
He has had 271 appearances in top European leagues. He got to the quarter-final of the last Euros. He is Aaron Gunnarsson. Oh, <laughs> no. The Cardiff guy. The Icelandic <laughs> captain, yeah, yeah. Gunnarsson. Yeah. Now, that is prime A-League material. Yeah. The headlines are, this bloke is a he's, but he's no one's a ever. country <laughs> captain for a, for a European nation that got to the quarterfinals of the Euros. He is a superstar, ex-Premier League hero, Goodison. Yes. No, I, you're right. That's exactly the kind of player that A-League would go for and then just everyone goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I... Uh, I've got two... Uh, no, I'm going to go for this one. Charlie Austin. Now, the reason I'm going for Charlie Austin is not because of any footballing reasons, but for a reason that we've mentioned before, his rant about VAR. The refereeing in Australia is awful. So just to watch every post-game interview with Charlie Austin <laughs> would be entertaining. So that was my only reason. So uh, I'm going for Charlie Austin. Okay. What was yours again, Roger? Crouch. So we've got either Peter Crouch, Gunnison, or Charlie Austin. I think Charlie Austin is too good for this league. Yeah, so, I've oh, got, no, yeah, so I've got to go for a 38 year old yes Crouchy um, tough choice John well I can see Crouch actually doing it though so I think Crouch wins Oh, but oh. what about what about Gunnison yeah I'll go for Gunnison you had me with your um, your intro <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can imagine it blaring out in the PA systems and then everyone being be Twitter really announcements be like yeah. oh they like build the headlines first and then show his little podgy face <laughs> has anybody heard of this who guy? is this bloke <laughs> I had someone exactly the same kind of reasoning was Junior Hoylet because he plays for Canada and like oh, he's skillful and he's quick yeah. and he's fast and he's playing the prep who? Yeah. Junior Hoyler. No, he was good for a while. He had a no, good place at QPR. Yeah, he had some, right at QPR. Yeah, he's rubbish at QPR. He had a good time at Blackburn for a while. But uh, Peter Crouch wins the Michael Bridges Award, which well, brings I, us to our final award. And it could, like, I seriously could see, like, he's at Burnley now, didn't play much this year. I could seriously see Peter Crouch arriving on that plane with extra leg room yes. soon. Now, so the final award is the Kieran, Kieran Trippier Award. To give you a score update, I'm in last on seventh. Jeff's second on eight, Rogers winning with eleven, but the last award is worth five points. All in. Ooh. Why is the last? You just made that up. Yeah, well, of course I did. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to win. You can't change the rules. <laughs> John's show. He can do what you want. Just Roger. making up rules. Um, I don't want you to be shedder of the year. Um, so for the Kieran Trippier Award, which is a player who's going to time their run into form perfectly next year, be a star for England at the Euros. And then return to being pretty average afterwards. Do you know, I think this was a tough one, which is a credit to where England are at at the moment. Because you don't think anyone's going to get into the team? No, I just sort of, yeah, I feel like the we don't have many of those players. Like I feel, I feel like there's a structure in place and I don't think there is someone that's suddenly going to surprise us all and come through because I think that those players are getting a chance. But it doesn't have to be someone who surprises you and go, who's this guy? But it might just be someone who... Like, Trippier was always in the squad, but he for that six weeks in the World Cup, mm. he was the best right wing-back in the world, which no one saw coming. He was scoring free kicks from yeah. amazing angles in the World Cup semi-final. Now he had the love train to aim at. Yeah, he's, now he's pretty shit for Spurs. So go on then, Roger. What did you go for? Uh, well, I, I struggled with this one a bit. Um, oh, God, two names... Um, 
I'll go with the one that I think I, I put Trippier question mark and I have him again but I um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Jesse Lingard yep because I think Jesse Lingard is crap yep uh, I think he's crap for United and I generally think he's a bit crap for England but then you know he scored that great goal at the World Cup and maybe we get an injury out wide and Jesse Lingard gets a game and you know um, England play well and <clears throat> for a couple of games he looks brilliant and then next season comes around and you realise he runs a lot but he really doesn't do he much doesn't else do much. Yeah. he's been awful this year he's been completely non-existent for United um, Jeff, who's well, it's, it's funny because when you were saying all the reasons why it's really hard to choose someone because after we've been in the youth setup or whatever and they have to take us all a bit by surprise just in time, mm. I actually you're solidifying why I'm absolutely right. Oh, I think Tammy Abraham. Oh, that's a good call. Wow, okay. that's a great so good Tammy one. Abraham scored 23 and 41 for Bristol City, then got set, played for Chelsea, he's been sent out on loan, right. Mm. Then last year or this year, sorry, he scored twenty five and thirty seven for Villa. I had Swans, this, Swansea last year when it was a yeah, but it was a, it was a shit yeah. show, wasn't it? Yeah. Chelsea have got a transfer ban. He's coming back to the Premier League. This is exactly the time for him to to even if he doesn't solidify his place in the starting lineup for Chelsea, he will get games. He will score goals, mm. and that's exactly what Southgate looks at because he was in all of the youth set up for England just in time for the Euros. So then everyone put their hopes on him for him to come back and not get that many games for Chelsea again. And yeah. I, I think it's a pretty good shout, I reckon. He's a goal scorer. So yeah. and, uh, and if you get an injury to Kane or whatever, because I was thinking about it, if you get an injury to Kane, yes, you can play Rashford through the middle or then Callum Wilson. Like, where else? Yeah. Probably, where do you go? It's probably our, our position, if you like, where there's the least competition for, for yeah. places. DCL. Like. No. no. <laughs> Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, I've gone for Nathan Redmond. Oh, he was my other So oh, he was my other option. Nathan Redmond <laughs> has been brilliant for Southampton for the last 6 weeks of the season. <laughs> but he's so crap. So so crap. <laughs> but he's in the England squad for the Nations League. Yeah, oh, he's just been picked. Happen? Um, Pep Guardiola thinks he's really good. Oh come on! He says that against like he, he can, you can play against Shrewsbury and he can go. Oh, I just think they were one of the best teams we faced this year. And then the Shrewsbury manager will hang his hat off that for the next six years. Yeah, That's what he says to players who are shit. But do, you know, do you know when we when we I was trying to get my head around this award and I'm like, right, well the England squad's just been announced for um, the Nations League. I'll look at it. And I looked at it, and straight away I put a big circle around <laughs> Nathan Redmond because I was like, "He is crap." But I don't know whether he'll get there, so that's why I went Lingard. But, but so I think, well, because under the rabbit hutch, I think he's going to have a really good season next year and do really well. And then he's going to get into this England squad for the Euros, and Raheem Sterling's going to get injured, and Redmond's going to come in, and he's going to score the winner in the final, and then Chelsea's ban's going to get lifted. And they're going to sign him, and he'll be the next Sean Wright Phillips or Scott Parker, and he'll just disappear. How old is he though? Isn't he? He's quite isn't he? old. Twenty-four. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, he's older than twenty-four. I thought definitely. he was. He, I thought he was like born on the same year as Wayne Routledge. He's one. Of, he's one of those players you think's had promise. Twenty-five. Nathan yeah. Redmond, born 6th of March, 1994, age 25. Wow, I thought he was in his 30s. I thought he was Charlie Austin age. Same. Maybe it's his haircut. So, no, he's got plenty of years ahead of he's him. He's got an old man head, doesn't he? He does. Like he's been squished. Yeah, or just bald like me. Sat on. Um, so, the nominations... Wow, this is a tough one. I think... Um, for the Kieran Trippier Award I think you've both come up with really good options there. Jesse Lingard, which was a shit option from Rod. <laughs> you and just then don't want me to win. Tammy yes. Abraham from Jeff. 
and Nathan Red from from myself. So, who are you going to vote for, Jeff? I am going to vote for what was yours again, Rog? Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> Tactical vote. Tactical vote. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what, 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 can we have a tiebreaker? If we have a tiebreaker, I guess the points get split. So, oh no, we can't have a tiebreaker. No, because you're going to have to choose essentially. Yeah, well, it depends who you're going to vote for, Rog. I, I think this is really tough, but I, I'm going to go for um, Nathan Redmond because. <sighs> I had him as my my initial one. So, so voting for myself. <laughs> so Jess voted for Lingard. You voted for Redmond. If I vote for Abraham, then no one wins. No, no one wins. Oh yeah. And then the point, no one gets the award. So it's either no one wins or Roger wins. I vote for Tammy Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings. Wait a minute, how did that, can that happen? Did I don't we, know. Did, can we, have we done something wrong here? No. Wasn't the idea of three of us voting that there could never be a tie? No, no. Well, send, send your answer to the postcard. <laughs> what that means, though, is the winner of the Kieran Trippier Award is Jesse Lingard, Tammy Abram, and Nathan Redmond. What and an England side that would be. Yes. Uh, that's a good front three. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. It's so average. I saw, I saw Lingard... I'm, not, I'm feeling quite optimistic about England at the moment, but I looked down and I saw Lingard and Nathan Redmond's names and I was like, oh, come on. Surely there's something better. Put Madison in there. No. Yeah, no I can't believe Madison. Madison created the most chances out of anyone in the Premier League this year and he doesn't get an English it, He'll be in. It's just Southgate, you know, giving him a go in tournament football for the other 21s. Well, yeah, next year he'll be in. Um, but that brings to an end the third annual Shed Awards. Shedder of the Year... I guess goes to Rog. Oh, Roger. Do you, do you think that Southgate ever had the word Southgate used as a euphemism for bottom? <laughs> Why did you say that? Well, you're Southgate. Oh, you're Southgate. Southgate. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't know what the Southgate. <laughs> you know, do, you think, do you think that ever happened? Not, do you think he ever got done up the Southgate? I mean, I mean, do you think he ever had that conversation? No, it's never crossed my mind before, ever. But now, you make a lot of sense. I'm never going to be able to say, Gareth. It's like a joke. They're calling him, it's like Johnny Big Balls. You know, Johnny Big Balls, Gareth Southgate. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I'm never going to be able to talk about Gareth Southgate in the same way again. No, especially because after you've also used the analogy of him being a laxative-inducing chocolate bar, so yes. now I'm just going to combine the two. <laughs> oh. Well, you made me choke. Um, that is the end of the third annual Shed Awards. Does anyone have anything they would like to say before we go for the whole season? End of the season. This is the end of the Sad season. Sad day. So we'll be back probably in August time for the start of the new season. Um, but yeah, is there anything before we go? Or Jeff, you've got a song for us? This might be the last time we play a song. We might might have got a producer for next year. No, that's true. We're going to get a new tune. I say might. Like, I mean, we're open to any volunteers. Who yes, wants yeah. to come and, <laughs> and I think the, the guitar may have had its ceremonial burning by then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, before we do go, I just want to say thanks to everyone who does listen and that does tell the mates about it and puts the time in actually spending an hour listening to us talk shit a week, which is quite incredible. So thanks for everyone that listened. And we will be back next season. Look forward to it next year, guys. And come on, Liverpool. Bye, everyone. Come on, Liverpool? Yeah, Champions League final. I want Liverpool to win. Ugh.